Welcome to Paint Radio with your host, Emily Howard and Andrew Dwyer. Yeah, Paint Radio. I'm Andrew Dwyer, publisher of APC. This is posting. You're probably first hearing this in early October, but we're recording it the night after the Emmys. And not going to lie, a little disappointed. Didn't win an Emmy last night. I was kind of hoping leading actor in a paint podcast, supporting actor in a paint podcast, anything. Unfortunately, nothing came through. People say, it's just an honor to be nominated. I wouldn't know. Emily tells me that we weren't even nominated. So clearly, the judges are not all-knowing because clearly... They completely overlook paint radio and these wonderful podcasts. I mentioned Emily. She is not here. She is on assignment, and I'm going to just leave it at that. But speaking of assignments and speaking of Emily's assignments, have you all seen yet Fit Your Whip Part 1? Fit Your Whip, tremendous video, and I wish I could take credit because I love to take credit for things. It's one of my natural strengths is taking credit for things. But in this case, I really can't. It's Emily. I mentioned she was on assignment. Man, when she goes on assignment, good things happen. Go to paintmag.com, look up Paint TV, find part one. There's going to be three parts. You're going to love every single one of them. Emmy next year without question. Fit Your Whip, part one, thanks to Adrian Steele and Emily. Go watch that video. Absolutely tremendous. We work with Stephen Adix. We work with Adrian Steele. Emily is the director. She stars in the video. You get to see Stephen's van before we're fitting the whip. We're upgrading. And you get to see the van. I don't want to say it was in shambles, but let's say it was the before van. And then you start to see what Adrian Steele did. It's tremendous stuff. But as for today on Paint Radio, it's Lifestyles of the Prepped and Finished. And not that this guy's finished. He's not done. He's getting better every day. That's why we love him. We're talking to Jeremy Bramlett of Premier Painting and Services in luscious Muncie, Indiana. Jeremy, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Andrew. Thanks for having us. I'm sorry you had to listen to that whole intro because only the last part was about you. But right off the bat, thanks for having us. Is there someone else with you today? It is just myself (laughs) right now. And I'll tell you, you've got my vote. (laughs) Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So Jeremy and I were talking before we went on air, started recording, and he went plural pronoun. He went we. And you know, I've talked about this. If you listen, you know, I've talked about this before. I love contractors who talk about we, not just I, the team, the company, the business, the enterprise, the brand. All of it. It is a team effort. And even if you're at the top, it's still a team effort. And so this is one of many reasons why I like Jeremy. And this is why he's on Lifestyles of the Prepped and Finished. And the whole point of this podcast, of these series of podcasts, talk to painting contractors, learn a bit about what they do both in and outside of work. Because as you all know, I hope APC firmly believes and embraces the idea that painting is a lifestyle, that being a painting contractor allows you or should allow you to really pursue the lifestyle you want. And that's the beauty of owning your own business, of being a painting contractor. And so we want to talk to Jeremy. Not that he has all the answers, but he's a good guy. He's good people. Listening to him talk, you're going to see some of yourself. His enthusiasm rubs off. And after this moment, I'm not going to do all the talking the way I have so far. It's going to be both me and Jeremy. So, Jeremy, give us a rundown of Premier Painting and Services, what your business does, how long you've been in business, your crew size, that type of thing. Well, again, I'm Jeremy Bramlett. I am the owner of Premier Painting and Services. We are based out of Muncie, Indiana, rather small town compared to some of your larger cities. We're going on our third year in business. I have been painting about eight, nine years, self-employed as a subcontractor. I normally have at least three or four guys at all times on my crew. We focus on um, multi-dwelling units, 
residential interior and exterior. We have done two or three restaurants in the past couple of years. We also do a little bit of drywalling. And right now we're moving forward into the cabinet painting. It's starting to grow in popularity. And not only that, I've had the ability to start to open my own shop so I can control my own variables with humidity and weather and all that good stuff that comes along with it. That's the direction we're moving. Again, we're a smaller company, kind of like to stay on the smaller side. Our number one focus is customer satisfaction. We always strive for 100% customer satisfaction. And that's my background. I do have an associate's degree in human services. I'm a people person, man. I like to talk. It's just me. And when you combine the painting experience on a personal level, it's amazing learning about all these different individuals and their lifestyles. So yeah, that's a little bit eventful about us. It's a lot of good stuff. Only your third year. I say only because that's on the younger side, certainly of the average number of painting contractors, certainly the contractors that we work with a lot. I say younger. When you think of three years, does it feel like longer than that? Do you feel like you're still getting your feet wet? How do you view your time and tenure in the industry as a painting contractor? Looking back, what kind of impression do you get? Well, I tell you, I feel like I've never missed a beat. Like I said, I've been painting roughly eight, nine years, maybe a little longer. And I was more of a freelancer. Um, I really didn't work for strictly one business. I just kind of self-contracted for a lot of businesses. And the more I kept growing, the more I, the more we were taking on more work, wearing more hats. And there just become a time we were ready to grow. We were ready to go out on our own. It was a little nerving, but we made that leap of faith. And in these past three years, like I said, it seems like an eternity, honestly, because we're doing what we have been doing, except now we're responsible for the business side as well. So with that being said, we're wearing all the hats now, which is good. There's the positives and negatives to that. So when you say, I think you said you're getting more into cabinets. I think you said you've now opened your own shop. I assume you mean painting shop. So tell us a bit about that, both the shop and that line of work. We're actually in the process of building a spray booth slash workshop. And the direction of the paints nowadays has kind of going from lacquer-based down to water-based paints a lot. A lot of the 1Ks and the 2Ks now, the durability is just amazing. So we're getting away from the solvent-based, which if you're doing it in-house, it's not as bad. But when you're in a customer's home and you've got those fumes going in the air, Mm. it can be hard to control. There's a lot of liability behind that. So once the water-based industry kind of caught up to the states, we jumped on. I think there's some great revenue in that. Again, I like to be able to control my environment. And with opening up our own shop and spray booth, that allows us to take our cabinets to our own shop, do our prep, our spray there, and it's controlled atmosphere. I don't have to worry about the liabilities of the solvents, per se, or the dust or anything else being entrapped in the customer's home now. Now it's in our area. So I really like that. I love some of the new waterborne finishes they have come out with. And yeah, it just seems like it's the perfect time to move forward on that. So yeah, that's where we're moving. And so when you talk about shop painting... What do you envision as far as the ideal customer? Is this going to be more of a a residential customer or is it going to be more of a commercial multifamily type? Good question. No, it's going to be more of the residential right now, definitely. So how far along is that thing up and running yet? Or I'm sorry, did 
Still working we're, on it? Yeah, we're in the process of it. At first, we were going to transition it into a solvent-based, which means, you know, having the explosion-proof fans and the proper ventilation. Well, with the new technology behind these water-based products, you don't need all that. Again, it's water-based. Yeah. So you don't need the explosion-proof fans and all all the craziness that goes into solvent-based products, which makes it a little easier financially for a smaller company to move in that direction. It's amazing some of the products and technology that these companies are coming out with, the standards, the sprayers, the products itself. So again, talking about your third year, would you say, do you still feel like a startup that you're still trying to get on top of the business to control the time that you put into the business? Do you get the sense that the business is controlling you? Where are you on on that continuum as far as the work-life balance? Do you think you're still trying to beat back the beast of the business or are you somebody who kind of had a handle on that from the beginning? No, from the beginning, it was a struggle day <laughs> in and day out. We were having a hard time balancing our work life and our personal life. It was definitely a chore to balance the two. And honestly, up to the past probably six months, we had struggled with that. I have actually learned nowadays to manage my workflow a little better, my time to delegate more stuff out. I always had an issue with trusting my work with other people. I had a trouble delegating certain jobs. Now I've learned to let loose a little more to trust in my guys. And it's honestly paid off tremendously. Now I can step back a little bit, not where I want to be, but we're definitely moving in the right direction. Absolutely. And as I often tell people, because I'm sort of a I'm, a, I'm a radio nerd. I love talk radio. Honestly, I've loved talk radio since I was a little kid. One of the best parts of staying home sick from, from school, I would not watch TV. I would listen to talk radio. I would listen to AM talk radio. And, you know, this was in the 70s. It wasn't all syndicated. There's local talk radio. And I just loved it. And I tend to ramble, as you can tell. And so one of the, the ways that I preface many questions is don't say yes, don't agree with me if you don't agree with me, right? We're not trying to get along. We're not just trying to agree with each other. When you get time off, as you get more time off, has that changed how you think about the business? Does it reveal things that you think are important and that will help you shape your business better? Or is it simply, man, nice to have a time off and find peace in the bottom of a real tall cold drink? What are you doing with your free time? Does it make the business better or does it just make you better? To answer that question, it's really both. First of all, like I said in the beginning, Everything was just running through my head like crazy. I couldn't really separate things. With having proper time off, like I said, this past six months, I'm actually able to have a clear mindset. I'm able, again, to delegate certain things. I'm more organized than what I was before. And with that being said, I'm not consumed 24-7 at home anymore about tomorrow or next week because I know I have a great team of guys who have my back. When I'm at home, although I can't say I dedicate 100% of my free time to my family, there is a good portion that is. I'm a big reader. I'm like a big sponge. I like to soak up all the info that I can. Once the kids are in bed and I have peace and quiet, that's when I jump into my books. I jump into the videos and I just still learn. But with that being said, there's a fine separation between work and family now. And we're able to take a little bit of vacations that we weren't before. I'm able to go to softball games. In the beginning, I didn't make very many softball games. Are these uh, your own I, softball games or your kids' softball games? They're my daughters. Okay. Um, I have two daughters, absolutely. I just wasn't around. And when I was around, I was just there in person. I was still caught up in my own head. And it took some time, like I said, to be able to separate those two. And it's very hard. 
And I still struggle with that yep. today. It's almost like a recovering addict. It's a continuous battle. It's always a learning curve. You never know when something's going to come up with the business and you have to drop everything. So that's why I said you can't dedicate 100% of your time. But as long as you can distinguish between the two, I think that's pretty good. And again, we're working. We're working on it. It sounds like, and I'm not going to suggest that I know you deeply. I know what makes you tick. But what I'm hearing is this awareness We talk a lot about humility on the Mission Vacation podcast we do. One of the reasons we love Dustin, the contractor in Mission Vacation, is he's very humble. And it takes a lot of humility and courage to admit what you don't do well. And so what I'm hearing you say is you don't hyper-focus on the failures. You're aware of them. You acknowledge them. You do better. And this is one of the beauties of momentum. right? You get time away from the business. It makes it easier to take time away from the business. The more time you spend filling your tank with the family, the easier it is to fill tank spending time with the family. And then if you start to backslide, you get negative momentum. The easier it is to over-focus on the business. So that's, you know, whether it's softball or what else, you've got a tremendous story about being on the the Restaurant Impossible TV show, and we're going to get to that. But since you mentioned softball, what are some of the things that fill your tank away from work, the personal life? Oh, man. Just watching my children grow. One of them's 11 and my other one's nine. And just watching them grow as human beings is amazing. The first couple of years of starting business, I feel like I lost uh, track of time with them. And to be able to watch them grow, it's amazing. Just to sit back and watch your girls blossom and, and to do what they like to do, to pay attention to their hobbies, their interests, and to kind of let go of mine for that time. I know they appreciate it. They can sense when I'm there and when I'm not. It's helped us grow as a family. We've got closer. They're now more apt to communicate with me on a deeper level now that I'm actually there. So yeah, it's coming. You know, it's funny, Jeremy, you hear so many negative stories about youth sports and many of them are true, right? There's just so much negativity around youth sports, certainly from the parenting standpoint. Fortunately, not a ton around the kids, some around the coaches, but a ton around the parents. And that's all true. But as I often talk about, there's dual realities. It's not the only reality is that there's negativity. There can be so much positivity if you're a mindful parent and that you really are present in those moments. Man, it is very easy to let your mind wander and all of a sudden you're pacing and it, uh, it becomes negative very quickly. But the upside is tremendous to really be present in those moments. And man, I know it sounds like I'm preaching, but I have lived it. I've lived the good and the bad. And so I know of what I speak and I've made the mistakes and I've also enjoyed the successes to just kick back and relax, be present and let it wash over you. It's so much fun to watch your kids participate in sports. And I know the same is true when it comes to theater and music and every other activity. I love to hear you talk about that. What else besides watching your kids' events? What else do you do? We like to take vacations now. We weren't able to, honestly, before the business because of financial ability. Now that the finances have come, we had to delegate my time to take those vacations. Um, They say money cannot make you happy. And I used to think, no, if I had a lot of money, I would be happy. (laughs) So far from the truth. So far from the truth. So, yeah, um, I love taking vacations with my children, my family. Again, just being with them. That's the main thing. It doesn't matter if we're on vacation, if I'm at a softball game, if we're watching a movie and or help them with homework. It's just being involved with their daily lives, something that I had missed for such a long time. So do you think being a painting contractor is a net 
enabler of your free time, and I know we use enabler a lot as a negative, but I'm using it as a positive in this. Does it enable you to have more free time, to have more control over your free time? Or is your business, again, is it the beast that you have to constantly beat back? Do you have a net positive or a net negative view of your business as far as how it affects your free time? Well, again, in the beginning, it wasn't very good. (laughs) Now as we've grown, oh, it's amazing. The freedom that I'm able to get from being. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, To say, yeah, I'm going to take off this week and I'm not going to worry about painting. We're going to take off. We're doing this. We're shutting it down. It's nice. And again, it's nice to have a team that you know is taking care of things. That is the main thing. To know and entrust certain individuals to just know your business is taken care of. And sometimes you've just got to, you know what, today I'm not going to work. I'm going to do this with my children. And it's awesome. The financial part is nice, but also the ability to take off when you want. That's yeah. pretty good. Absolutely. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. So I should have brought this up earlier because I think it's going to be pretty darn interesting. But you were on an episode, I guess a pretty recent episode of Restaurant Impossible. Am I getting the name of the show correctly? Is it Restaurant Impossible? That's correct. Okay. Yes. So- Tell us about that. I guess just start with how uh, how did you get connected with that? This is a reality TV show. What channel is that on? It's on the Food Network. Food Network. Okay. And how did you get involved? I uh, was at the uh, mother-in-law's. <laughs> Always a good time. And she had brought up to me that she had read in the paper that they were looking for volunteers in Muncie, Indiana, for painters, helpers, whatever. And I thought, you know what? It wouldn't hurt me to take a day or two off and volunteer our time, my time and my team's time. Granted, my guys are still getting paid. I'm not. At this point, I'm just volunteering us, and there you go. So I got the information, sent my email in, and about a week later, I got a response. Not only do they want us to volunteer, but they wanted my team to actually be paid to paint the restaurant. So it was like a win-win. Not only are we volunteering, we're getting paid to do this. And it's amazing, if I can elaborate on this story, it's a small restaurant, it's in Muncie, and the owners were struggling financially and health-wise to keep this place up and running. It was getting worse and worse. They were getting in debt. The owner, the mother, she had, I think, two or three heart attacks. So health-wise, she was declining pretty bad. So yeah, we agreed to go down there and to paint for them. Unbeknownst to us, there was Man, I'm going to say hundreds of volunteers down there just ready to give their time and energy was amazing. Was this a business that you were already aware of in Muncie? To be honest, no, it wasn't. Okay. Uh, I didn't know they existed. So from the time that you first replied via email to the day that you show up on the site, how much time passed? Oh, not much. I'm going to say there was only three weeks. It was pretty fast and to the point. That's impressive. Emily won't even respond to my emails that fast. <laughs> so that's good. So you go down there and and what kind of a crew do you have? So we all load up. We go down there. I bring, uh, let's see, there was three of us. And I'm trying at this point to really get a feel for the place. I hadn't been allowed to go inside yet, just from what I've heard in emails and what I've seen from the outside. As soon as I walk in, I'm kicked out. I mean, instantly, <laughs> get out. Yes. So they were doing a live viewing. It was Chef Robert Irwin, and he was in there doing an interview. And in that deep voice he has, get out. So (laughs) first impressions, I'm like, oh, wow, what have we got ourselves into, you know? Long story short, he turned out to be one of the most amazing men I've ever met. Very inspiring, very down to earth. He does so much for our military I was unaware of. 
he's just an overall really good guy. They had their own construction team, and they were just amazing. And this was, uh, I believe it was the season finale. And they were on air for a long time, and then they were off air for, I believe, a couple of years. And this was the first year they had come back to it. So it was fairly new. This season was the first season back. And again, ours was the season finale. To be honest, there were so many different volunteers that helped us. The transformation and just hearing Robert talk to these individuals on such a personal level, it was amazing. I've seen the guy on TV. I just got chewed out by the guy. So my impressions at first were very negative. And again, once I got to understand this human and hear his approach to life and to understand what he's about, it was just a big misconception of him. I mean, again, he's amazing. Amazing to be able to help another small company. It felt great to be able to donate our time, even though it was paid. We didn't make very much money on it, which it wasn't about the money. It was actually about giving our time from one business to another. When people watch this, are are you on camera? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we were uh, all over the place. Yep. And so how many days were you on the job site? It was two days. We had literally 48 hours to transform this place. It wasn't so bad at first. And then they just started adding a bunch of little minute details, this, this, this. And so literally like an hour before they're getting ready to showcase this place, we're finishing up painting. (laughs) There was a little bit of panic in the end. uh, But like I said, I had a great group of guys with me, a lot of volunteers. It was a very good experience and it felt really good to get back. That's awesome. So again, what I'm hearing is you thought, sure, what the heck, you know, this could be interesting. I'll do it. No grand expectations. Turns out that the host is a great guy. Sounds like you really were moved by helping this fellow small business owner uh, who owned the, the local restaurant in Muncie, Indiana, to help them get back on their feet. And it wasn't a total wash because you you were paid to some extent. So on top of all that, it aired relatively recently, right? A couple of weeks, a couple of months ago? It did. Just a couple of weeks ago it aired. Has it had, and again, not that you got into it for this reason, but looking back after the fact, has there been much of an impact in your local community? Are more people aware of you now? Yes, a lot. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, a lot. Just this week alone, numerous and numerous people calling us. And I always ask, how do you hear about us? You know, who referred you? Just so I can keep a mental note of what's working for our marketing strategies. And 90% has been, hey, we either saw you on TV, we heard about you on TV, or on your Facebook posts, we've seen all your pictures. So again, it, it hmm. wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the publicity. We were taken off from our daily grind, volunteer our time. So really what came of it was amazing. But again, that's not the reason we did it. But yes, it paid off. I mean, it was an amazing time. Yes, we're very grateful for that opportunity. Tell you not to get too uh, schmaltzy or syrupy here, but I think that sort of goes to show you go into an experience with open eyes, not a lot of judgment. I mean, you're not just relinquishing all control over you and your business, but you're like, hey, let's see what can happen here. You open to a positive experience. You're aware it could be a negative experience. You let the experience go where it can take you. And man, that uh, it sounds like it was a net positive easily. Is that correct? It was. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Very cool. One other thing I need to mention now, otherwise I know I'm going to forget it. The first time you and I talked was as a result of you being a member of APC's Pro Club. And we did a conference call. I won't say the name of the manufacturer because that's private, right? But you're a member of the Pro Club 
And you, I think you've done a couple of things with this. And the most recent thing was a manufacturer sent you a tool and asked you to use it for a good number of weeks. And then we hopped on a phone with the manufacturer and you, uh, you gave your feedback. You know, I sit in a lot of these calls. APC does a lot of this stuff and I love it. And you were tremendous. All of our calls are good, but yours was excellent because you were just so open and honest with the feedback. So again, as I said before, I'm not asking you to say positive things about APC or me or the Pro Club, but what has been your experience or impression of the Pro Club? Oh, it's been great. I always love to see products firsthand before they hit the market. I've seen a lot of new technology be a good thing, and I've seen a lot of new things be a bad thing. Mm. So it's always nice to give our years of experience and to be able to add or subtract from certain products. We love it. It's not only making us better as a company, but it's making painters better as a big group. Everyone knows the technology has just been crazy with painting products lately. And so anytime we can do our part with anything in painting, better yet, the tools that we use on a daily grind, it's amazing. So yeah, absolutely. So there you go. I got to put in one more plug for the Pro Club. If you haven't seen, we run ads in the magazine. We run ads in the e-newsletter on the website. If you haven't signed up for our Pro Club, really do so. Obviously, it's free and all you're doing, it's an opt-in group. You tell us a little bit about your business and the type of work you do. And we've got manufacturers coming to us saying, man, we would love to talk to some contractors who use tape outside or use tape inside or work with drywall sanding or whatever. It doesn't take much time. Obviously, every survey or experience is opt-in. You can choose to be part of it or not, but it gives you, the contractor, the opportunity to speak directly. And I mean directly to the manufacturer to improve these products, right? That's why the manufacturers are asking. They want to make it better. It doesn't mean they can do everything you want, but that's what I hear. It sounds like that was Jeremy's experience. Yes, and let's make sure they need to be honest with their product reviews. Don't just try to make them your buddy. Now, let's be honest. Tell us your real feelings on that product. That's the only way this will work for all of us. Man, they need to hear a negative assessment of a tool before they launch an order for a million units and packaging and marketing. They got to know beforehand, before they push the big button that, you know, this product didn't work too well in this situation. So yeah, go to paintmag.com, look at the pro club, sign up. It is absolutely time well spent. So man, Jeremy, that again, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm hearing from you. Just somebody who eyes wide open, you're open to experiences. You want to make things better. Really just kind of a healthy, positive, refreshing outlook on life. You try to make the good better. You try to make the bad less frequent. It's about as simple as it gets, but it's such a healthy outlook on life. So you've got the shop painting going. Where do you see yourself? What would you like to be doing as far as your business, say a year or two, two years from now? I want to stay relatively small. We don't want to outgrow ourselves. And of course, we don't want to do that too early. I would like to add another two or three employees over the next couple of years. I have also been considering doing some local training, not just so much for pros, but even for DIYers. There's such a misconception when people watch these reality shows and they see a house get painted in a half hour and, oh, wow, I can do that. And um, it's false. Um, it takes a lot longer than a, you know, a half hour episode. So I want to get the, uh, the real facts out there to homeowners. A lot of times homeowners can do things on their own. And I want to be able to equip and empower them people to be able to do that. Some people may say, well, that's taken away from your revenue, your business. No, I think if homeowners realize what actually goes in to painting, I think they would have the understanding of why things cost what they do. That's where we're moving. We're 100% customer focused. We want to make every customer happy. 
I know that can be very hard to do, but that's our goal, 100% customer satisfaction. We're just looking to hire the best overall painters and contractors. Also, let me add, we are wanting to start our own training with our own apprenticeship program and sort of start like a, like in baseball where they have the farm program, where they bring up their own players from scratch. I think I would like to move in that direction. Bring someone up who's never painted, never touched a brush, train them our way with our standards and let them grow. I think that's the best way for us. It's hard to break old habits. And when we bring someone in with 20, 30, 40 years experience, some of their bad habits, you you just can't break them. So for me, I think really starting that farmhouse training facility would be amazing. So anywho, that's what we're (laughs) growth. It's a lot. It's a lot. We're ready for it. Oh, man. I love it. Absolutely love it. Success comes in many ways. It comes in many packages. I think we all need to know... We need to be able to define what success looks like for us, right? We need to know what we find satisfying, how we define success, what fills our tank. And man, it sure sounds like you're doing it. Talk about how you want to stay small. You want to give back. You want to help teach painting both to painters and teach painting knowledge and awareness to your consumers. Man, absolutely love all that. It's tremendous. And like I've already said, I don't want this to sound schmaltzy, but if what brings you satisfaction is volume, growth, and size... Great. As long as that truly is what fills your tank, get after it. But just key in, this, right? This is what we're all learning from Jeremy. Know what makes you tick. Jeremy does, and he's getting it done. It's just it's tremendous. This is the opportunity that rests with all small business owners and certainly with the painting contractors that read APC. Sorry, who read APC and listen to paint radio. Jeremy, good work, man. Keep it up. Hey, we appreciate it. And thank you guys for all that you do for us. I love to end podcast by saying this is APC giving you a hug, man, because that's what we do. We're here for you. It's a burden. It's a challenge, but you can lighten that burden. You can embrace that challenge. You can meet those obstacles and overcome them. This is why we're here. This is why Emily creates incredible videos like Fit Your Whip. Look it up. Steven Adix out in Arizona. Lovable guy. You'll see yourself in him. And in that case, this is not some highfalutin. Well, this is a very practical how to design and manage your truck and your van for the most efficient purposes. So it's just, there's so many ways to get better in so many different levels. So look up the Fit Your Whip video, go to paintmag.com, whether it's paint TV or paint radio, so many good resources out there. Join the pro club. That's another way for you to give back. We're doing good things with the APC pro club. I hope you'll join us and be part of that. So have a great day, everybody. We're glad you're watching, listening, reading APC. Keep it up. We'll do the same. Have a great day. 